Hello and Merry Christmas. Welcome back to Storming the Gates. Today we have a special Christmas episode, chock full of Christmas memories, thoughts, traditions, and you might even chuckle a little or shed a tear. And it's all coming up next on Storming the Gates. Welcome to Storming the Gates, a podcast that celebrates the power of prayer. You will be inspired, equipped, and find strength for every battle you face. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This is Joni Scott, and I am your host of Storming the Gates. And I am praying that this episode finds you baking cookies, wrapping gifts, or otherwise engaged in Christmas's joyful and yet very busy season. I have to tell you that my Christmas season was off to an unusual start this year. I came home from work December 2nd, and my husband said, I've been up since 2 a.m. I don't know if I need to go into the doctors because I'm having these pains in my chest and arm. So, of course, I'm like, okay, let's go in. And sure enough, he had had a heart attack, which was very scary. The doctor sat down and said, you have severe heart disease, which was also frightening. But praise God, when they went in and they did an actual heart cath, they said all of his main arteries were perfectly and surprisingly clear. So I don't know if they were already clear or if God answered the prayers of our many friends and our church family um, as they were praying for Charlie during that time. You're going to hear from Charlie a little later on in the broadcast. Uh, but thankfully, all is well, other than I'm having to learn how to cook things a little bit differently. It's taking more time, but uh, just keep them in prayer. But I am convinced that God is going to use this for good in our lives to prolong our days instead of them being cut short. Okay, so I had an idea this Christmas season, and that was that I was going to uh, ask friends, family, listeners, online contacts to share a slice of Christmas from their life. The assignment was to introduce themselves, share what they do, provide a link if one is available to a website where you can get to know them better. As a matter of fact, I have stored those links in the show notes below. Okay. And here was the assignment. Send me a voice memo. Keep it to five minutes or less. Recount a Christmas tradition, a memory, or just a thought about Christmas. And I am so pleased with the variety of responses. I know you're going to enjoy it too. Grab your favorite cup of Christmas tea, wrap a warm plaid blanket around your feet, enjoy today's special Christmas episode. We are going to start with Melissa Pickens, who I know from Instagram. I love following her. She has so many great and meaningful uh, posts there. Um, and after what happened to my husband, I was especially touched by the story she's about to share. So without further ado, let's dive into this Christmas memory special. I've been married 27 years now to my husband, Andy, and we are empty nesters as of the last three years. We have four young adult children and two twin grandbabies who are one and a half years old. And we are also now parents to a puppy who will be one this Sunday. Apparently, we got a little lonely and decided to get a micro Bernadoodle. For those who don't know, that's half Bernie's Mountain Dog and half Poodle. He's practically a full-time job. Over the years, our family has experienced both great joys and deep sorrows. 
through it all, I've found a closeness with the Father by both wrestling with Him and being still with Him. That has given me a compassion for others and a mission to help them bravely face their pain with God until they find Him safe enough to cover it all with His love. It is from these places and for this reason I write and speak and create art. Every year on Christmas Eve, we come together for what we call Jesus' birthday party. Above every gift and most all other memories of the season, this, our kids will tell you, is their favorite. We have dinner together and keep an old tradition of my grandparents where they always had barbecue and stew from a local favorite. And we have a birthday cake for after the gift giving. Following the meal together, we gather around the living room, and my husband picks a different person each year to read the scripture telling of Jesus' birth. Then a candle is lit to pass around the room. With the Christ light in hand, we each tell what we are giving Jesus that year as our gift to Him. These range in variety and are often from deep places in our heart, anything from grief and sorrow to trust in a particular area, fears, and so, so much more. When the kids are young, were younger, they would often give an uh, area they were struggling in, even in school, to Jesus. There's really no right or wrong gift. It only matters that it comes from a genuine place. We have a stocking for Jesus where each year's gift is dated and recorded on a card with that person's name. It's always amazing to look back the next Christmas to see what God did with our gift all year long, we often find He led us through a process. A particularly stunning year was immediately following a harrowing four-wheeler accident two of our girls were injured in. At the time, the youngest was only 10, and her oldest sister was about 15. They were riding through a pecan orchard and came into a large area of very tall grasses that concealed a deep gully. So when the four-wheeler fell into it at high speed, it crashed into the side wall, forcing our youngest daughter's face into the metal steering column and literally crushing it. Both girls received long sustained injuries and Abby, who was the 10-year-old, uh, underwent 11 surgeries over the span of eight years. Just a lot of deep restorative work, uh, totaling more than 30 hours. In the beginning, she looked so different that she avoided all mirrors. We even had to keep the bathrooms dark so her image wouldn't be obvious in the mirror. Our once vibrant, free-spirited girl went quiet. Withdrawn in a world of pain, we'll never know. But God knows. In her own words, a couple of years later, she explained she doubted God's existence, unbeknownst to us before the accident. Or that if he did exist, she doubted he cared for her at all. She said after the accident, she knew he cared because she felt him close, loving her, comforting her in all her fears, and helping her. Back to the Christmas immediately following the accident, when it came time for Abby to give her gift, out of the mouth of a 10-year-old babe, she said, I realize in the accident I could have lost my life, but Jesus saved it. 
It was as if he put his hand up to stop it from taking me. So this year, I want to give my life to him. I already gave my life to him to be saved, but now I want to give my life to him so he can do what he wants with my life. All of us adults sat stunned at the depth of understanding of this child. As only God can do, all our fears and all our prayers were being wrapped into something good. That kid is now 21 years old, pursuing a path in medicine to become a pediatric surgeon. She also wants to minister to the heart of children and their families as they walk through what she understands can be very traumatic. Our oldest daughter, who was driving and injured and suffered a lot of depression from false guilt, has been a youth pastor, helping many teens through dark times where they wanted to end their lives. She now works in the religion department for the university, who helped shape her as a pastor. More of the story is on my website, melissagpickens.com, under Meet Melissa, then the subtab is Our Family Story. Hi, my name is Tanya Durant. I am a wife and a mother of eight children. I live in um, Northeast Ohio, and I have known Joni for quite some time uh, since I was in middle school. Their family, the Woolley family, moved to um, across the street from us, so they started having a Wednesday night taco night slash Bible study that I would go up to once in a while and my mom was involved in it and really they shared Jesus with me over the years and I had my come to Jesus moment the summer between my freshman and sophomore year in college and um, through that the Lord kind of took it and ran um, so I am forever grateful to them for opening up their home to a pretty rebellious teenager who I don't know if I would have let me in my home um, but yeah it means the world to me so one of my favorite Christmas memories is linked to that um, I went back to college as a very young Christian and I got involved in a Bible study and learned about sharing my faith and um, was really excited and wanted to talk to others about what Jesus had done. And Bill and Joni had asked me to share my testimony at the Christmas Eve service at the little baby Calvary Chapel in Alpha. And what a testimony is, is it's just a, the how did you come to Jesus? I'm giving, I'm giving a testament. I'm telling you how I came, you know, to the Lord a little bit before how it happened and then what happened afterwards. And so I shared my testimony at the Christmas Eve service and my mom prayed that night to receive Jesus. And that was a, a wonderful thing to be a part of, to see, to, to witness. And another thing that makes it really special is my mom passed away last year. And, um, you know, I really miss her and my dad, especially this time of year. But I'm so glad that I got to share that um, with all of you that Joni asked me to. And 
um, yeah. So that is my wonderful Christmas memory. And I, um, I wish all of you a wonderful uh, Christmas season and Advent season of just being able to reflect on Jesus and why he came and, um, and God bless. Thanks, Joni. Hello, my name is Bernice Tassin. I am a mom and a wife. I have three little kids, six years and under, and I am a stay-at-home mom. And as a side um, hustle, I do some writing, some freelance writing for um, uh, content creation. You can find me mostly on LinkedIn. My website is still under construction. So um, I just wanted to tell the story of what we did in South America. I am from South America. I was born in the Amazon um, of um, the Amazons of South America, Colombia. And as you can see, we don't celebrate Christmas in the same way that it is celebrated here in the U.S. In the part of Colombia that I am from, we did not celebrate Christmas on the 25th of December, but instead we celebrated the 31st of December. And this was an event that took place the whole week before the, the 31st. Um, the last, pretty much the last week of uh, December. And why a whole week? Because it took a whole week to prepare uh, the beverage and the food that we were going to eat to kill the, um, the animals that were going to be involved in the food and all this stuff. I, where I grew up in South America, we did not have running water or electricity or any of those modern things that make life so much easier. So it took us a lot longer to get these things ready. And it, this was also a family event, which mean, which meant that my family came, uh, my aunts and uncles and cousins were all get together and, um, they would prepare this, this meal. And on the day of the 31st, we stayed up all night and on the 31st at 12, we would make a scarce grow, uh, scare crow, scarecrow, I believe is what they call him here. And we will burn it at 12, signifying uh, welcoming a new year with new life, new possibilities, new blessings, new obstacles, new challenges, and saying goodbye to the old one. So that is what we did. That's how we celebrated. And then on the first of the year, we will spend the whole day playing. It was the only time in the year where the adults played right along the children. And it was such a special day for us uh, kids because it was the only time that we would see our parents and our uncles and our aunts 
playing all day. It was such an unusual sight because throughout the year, they just worked, worked, worked. And we were constantly reminded to stay focused on our work and to be productive and all that. And on the first, it was just a day of relaxation, swimming, going to the beaches and, um, and pulling out all the games in the book to enjoy ourselves. So that, that for me was Christmas and it was a very special time that I get to, um, to tell my children the story of how we celebrated Christmas in South America, where I come from. Merry Christmas to you and your family. I want to take a moment and tell you that how much I love you. And I pray that you and your family have a great Christmas and awesome 2023 in Jesus name. And it, because we are celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is the awesome and amazing time we have right now. And because of Jesus, we are breathing. We are alive right now. We have eternal life. Not only eternal life, but we have a great life right now. And God wants to take you to the new levels of your destiny. He wants to take you to the more heights and heights. Make sure that you give him the first priority in your life. And when you do this, he will make your crooked places straight. And if we see the story of in, in the Bible, the story of prodigal son. Uh, he asked his father all his inheritance and then he left the house and he lost his money in the parties, in the in the poor bad choices. He lost all of his money and then he had nothing to eat and he was feeling hungry and he was work, start working in the hog pants feeding holes. And one day he was feeling uh, he was feeling hungry and he started eating the food of hogs and he was thought he thought that. In my father's house, the servant, they are living a good life. And I am his son. I am I'm working here. I don't have food, no money, no clothes. So he thought that I will go to home and I will ask my father for forgiveness. Maybe he will not forgive me. But I will tell to him that please hire me at your house as a servant. And after that, he started traveling toward his house. And when he was going to his house, he was near to his house. He saw his father. His father was standing on the door and it seems like he was already waiting for his son. When his father saw him, he ran toward his son. Before his son ran toward him and he start, his father started hugging him, kissing on his cheeks. And uh, the son said to his father, Father, I cannot deserve it. What are you doing right now? Please forgive me and you can hire me at your home as a servant. The father stopped. He said to him, my son, what you are talking about? You are my son. I love you and you will always be my son. I will always love you. And same like this in our life. Maybe you are going from the hard time. You are feeling guilt about your mistakes, about your uh, about your past. You did a lot of bad mistakes. God is not interested in your past. He sent his son Jesus Christ to die for you on the cross. He is not interested in your past. He is not counting your mistakes right now. He wants that you come back to his home. And maybe you, you will say to God that God, please hire me at your house as a servant. I cannot do anything for you. I not deserve it. But God says, go and fill the fatty calf. My son, my daughter has come back home. He's saying to you that you are still my daughter. You are still my son. I love you and I will always love you. So don't be uh, worried what you did in your past. Just go 
and god is with, uh, god is wait, waiting for you with the open arms he will not just uh, receive you but he will receive you and uh, with and he will hug you very tightly and he will like the prodigal son he will put the finger on your on your fingers significance his authorities and he will give you the robe of righteous significance his favor in your life so just trust on god don't be doubt on his love because when he was on the cross the nails did not held him on the cross the love held him on the cross and he defeated everything was trying to stop you so just trust on god stay in faith because he wants to be uh, happy he wants that you live a abundant life so god bless you more abundantly and be happy and smile and make a great memories on this christmas and enjoy your day god bless you Hi, my name is Michelle Bowman, and I'm the host of the Woman, Where Is Your Confidence podcast. It is a podcast for women, and I always love to encourage women to find their confidence in Christ and not of the things of this world. Today, I want to share with you a fun memory that I have growing up. I was not raised in a Christian home, but I knew there was a God And my biggest, most wonderful memory is Christmas music. I'm old enough that my parents had record albums. If you know what that is, then you're probably close to my age or your parents had them. So I would pull out the Christmas albums and play them. In the afternoon when I got home from school, when it started turning fall, turning a little cooler, I just would start doing that. And I'd sit there and look out the window and I would listen to that music. And I didn't understand until I got older, until I had a relationship with Jesus Christ, uh, that what that actually was. But that was the presence of God. I felt something when I listened to that music. I knew it was special. I knew the words of Silent Night meant something, but I just didn't know what it was. I'm so thankful for this memory because I've actually passed it this tradition of Christmas music down to my children. My daughters love playing Christmas music and they start pretty soon. I start after Labor Day. That is when I start. Yes, I'm that crazy woman that starts listening to Christmas music after Labor Day. And I just want to thank God for the Christmas music that made me aware that there was a God. Never underestimate what can minister to someone how God can reveal himself to them. So for those of you that aren't big fans of Christmas music, I want to encourage you to listen to the words. Listen to some songs and let your children listen to them. Let your grandchildren listen to them. Maybe they will be inspired. Maybe it will be a fun memory for them that my mom always listened to Christmas music or my grandma was always listening to Christmas music. And maybe it'll be something special for them. It might be a teaching moment. But I want to encourage you not to get so upset when people start playing Christmas music. That's all I wanted to share. I pray that you have an amazing blessed Christmas. 
and know that Christ loves you and you can put full confidence in him alone. When I think about Christmas memories, a partition goes up in my mind. On one side of the partition are all those memories, especially related to Christmas Eve, that involve hymns about the coming of Jesus, celebrating Jesus in a church service, candles being lit, a sense of the holy, the profound truths being taught even when I was a child about God becoming man and what that means for our salvation and our eternal hope. That's on one side of the partition. And then on the other side of the partition are so many more common gifts and blessings. The Christmases when I was a kid, growing up in a relatively large family where a tiny house somehow got filled with so many gifts. And I came out one Christmas morning to find that I, of all kids, was given the gift of the Millennium Falcon, which was out of this world in every sense of that term. And now that I'm 52 years old, I realize that partition needs to come down because we can put up a partition and try to make this division between the spiritual most important gifts that are represented by the Christmas holiday. And then on the other side, the gifts that many of which are temporary. But these are also good gifts of God. And I look at my life story and I see his provision and his kindness. And I think about the scripture in James that says, all good gifts come from him. And I realized that many gifts that I received in childhood, others didn't receive. Not every kid got that Millennium Falcon. And so that's humbling. But I hope that we can all recognize all different types of gifts as coming from a good and gracious God. And I think that it's really only then that we can even enjoy those temporary gifts in the fullest sense. So I'm thankful for the many gifts of God. No, they're not equal, but they sure are many and varied, and I'm thankful for all of them. Hey there, friend. My name is Emily Lewis. I'm the host of the Abundant Grace Podcast and a worthiness coach specializing in helping people Stop feeling like they aren't enough or like they need to measure up, fit in, instead confidently be themselves. The Christmas memory that comes to mind for me is the way that growing up we did our Christmas morning. It was really special and it still is to this day. I have the privilege of being home for Christmas most years and we would start the morning by opening up our stockings first, which my parents always overloaded. And that was fun getting all of the, still as an adult, love getting all the chapsticks and the little candies and an orange and 
little treasures in the stocking. Probably, even though the big gifts are awesome too, the stockings are iconic, right? And then we would have breakfast after stockings and have cheesy potatoes and some cinnamon rolls called sticky quickies, which are a lot faster than cinnamon rolls, but that would be our breakfast. And then we would open presents. And that's kind of my favorite Christmas memory is the way that we did our Christmas morning. Hello, I'm Charlie Scott. I am the husband of Joni Scott, who is running the show. (laughs) Um, She asked me to share uh, a Christmas memory. And what I'm going to share isn't really a memory for me, because I was only five years old at the time. But it was a memory my family has told me over the years um, that made their Christmas. All right, so to start out, um, I have three brothers and a sister. I'm the baby. Everyone's older than I am. And all of us boys are five years apart at one time. So my oldest brother's 15 years older than I am, and my sister was is 14 years older than I am. Well, my dad died when I was young, uh, the month before I turned five, which was in uh, September of 1969. And obviously it was hard for the family, but Christmas was coming and it was the first um, Christmas that we would have had without him. And me, again, being only five years old, I wanted to get Christmas presents for everybody. Um, But I didn't really have money or anything, so I decided I would go around the house looking for Christmas presents for my family. And... The, so I did that, and when they opened him, when they opened them, the presents were like my oldest brother Bob was a was at Michigan Tech, uh, going for a CPA license, and I figured he's in school, he needs books. So there was a children's book in the '60s called Mike Mars Goes to the Moon. So that's what Bob got for me. Mike Mars Goes to the Moon. Uh, My brother Bill uh, liked fishing, so I found a fishing reel in the house, and I wrapped that up. Um, My brother Ray was in, he would have been 10 years old in school, so I found a couple notebooks, figured that would be good, and I wrapped those up. And one of my other brothers and sisters would help me wrap for the other people. And then for my mom and sister, I found... uh, a punch bowl with little mugs, which back in the 60s and early 70s, they were really cheap, but they looked really cool and expensive. So I felt that that was too much for one of them. So I gave that to both, my mom and my sister. So anyway, fast forward to Christmas, they're opening the gifts. And and like I said, my brother Bob opens his Mike Mars book and everyone's laughing and my brother Bill opens his up and is like, oh, fishing reel. Well, it's broken, but it's great. And my brother Ray was happy that he got notebooks, and he noticed that his name was already in them. <laughs> so, uh, and then my mom and sister 
couldn't believe I found that punch bowl, I think. Um, they told me later. And after it got unwrapped, it probably went right back to where I found it until it got re-gifted, possibly. But anyway, they, they looked back on that as I got older. They kept telling me the stories of that that got them through. So just that Christmas, uh, having, uh, you know, getting, having joy and all that was, I always get choked up when I talk about it, but um, that pulled us through. So now I wasn't a Christian then, obviously, I was only five, but now I look back on it and, and I see God's hand and all that um, pulling us through. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us for the special Christmas edition of Storming the Gates. And I'm going to conclude today's podcast with a special little uh, song that was written by one of my favorite people. And his name is Jonathan Bimel. He is also one of my super fans. He listens to all of my podcasts and loves them. And so he created this little song. And, um, and I just want to give a shout out to him and let you hear his little song, which is a gift to myself and to all of you for Christmas. And uh, thank you. Have a fantastic Christmas season. And I will be back again in January. The God of heaven, the God of me, the God of everything I see. Thank you, Jonathan, for that very special song. And I know that I am looking forward to hearing more from you and more songs and seeing what God is going to do in your life in the future. And I don't think I mentioned to my listeners that Jonathan is my seven-year-old grandson. God has great things in store for Jonathan, and not just Jonathan, but you as well. So I want to thank you again for tuning in to Storming the Gates, and I pray that your Christmas season is blessed beyond measure. Remember to check out the show notes. There'll be links there for uh, the people that have special ministries online that you can reconnect with them, see more of what they're doing. Thank them for sharing on this podcast. And we will see you in the new year. God bless. Thank you once again for listening to Storming the Gates. Be sure to visit our website at stormingthegates.net. While there, sign up for the newsletter and you'll receive free prayer cards and a Bible study for each episode. Check the show notes for links to items mentioned in today's show. We'll see you here again for the next episode of Storming the Gates, a podcast that celebrates the power of prayer.